This is the Veteran Trash Talk Hour, hosted by Nick, Dave, and Joe. Today's special guests are Dan, who sells junk bonds, and Chuck, who enlisted in the Air Force because he thought he was going to be a pilot, and Bones, a Navy guy, who makes sure to drink his milk three times a day, like every good little boy should. <laughs> Trash Talk Nation. Welcome to episode six. As always, I'm here with my brothers Nick and Joe. Special shout out to Perry, Suds, and Matt who are really making it happen for us behind the scenes. So your work is not going unnoticed. Um, we got some special guests on today. Dan, Chuck, and Boats. They all got some really awesome things going on for the veteran community and they're going to share those things with us shortly. We're also joined by our close friend and special friend, Buddy Beckwith. We'll be delivering Beck's Honesty Cap for the show, so I'm sure it's going to be an interesting one, so hold on to your seats. I also want to mention that Nick asked me to kick off the show from now on to include Closing Out, because obviously I am the best-looking guy on the show. Joe would disagree, um, but from a marketing standpoint, you know, best things should always be in the beginning and in the end. So again, Nick, as always, you are 100% right on that, okay? Um, I want to thank our subscribers and our listeners for watching, for tuning in. We are a for-profit apparel company, Okay. But donations that we get, we will, you know, money that we make, we're going to give out for donations to charities specifically towards veteran suicide. So make sure you purchase one of our shirts when the merch comes out, and they're going to be available in a couple of weeks. We're also here to promote veteran-owned businesses, okay? So if you have a business, let us know, send us a message, and we can get you on the show to promote it. We also want to give our brothers and sisters an outlet. to Come on here, talk trash, have fun. We're losing brothers left and right, and it's, it, it's disheartening, okay? So like I said in the past, if we can provide an outlet and put a smile on our brothers and sisters' face, mission accomplishment. Remember, you're not alone in this. So raise your drinks, Trash Talk community. Cheers to all of you, and let's get this show started. Nick, on to you. Pretty much, yeah. we got to put the face up there. Uh, they got to introduce the talent. The talent, you know, makes everything happen. So I appreciate you, you know, working out more than we do. And, you know, maybe next time don't have a shirt on. It doesn't really bother me. Meme of the week. This one wasn't even close. That goes to a, actually a good old high school buddy of mine who was in the Marine Corps, which is shocking that a Marine was able to come up with something that that good. But he was in the intel community, so he's, he'll tell you that every Marine's a rifleman, but we all know that's a crock of shit. So his meme was, you know, I don't trust the government because I know a thing or two. That thing just blew up. So if we had shirts, if we had shirts, we'd give you one, Drew, but you have to wait till next week. So keep those memes coming, and then you'll maybe get a shirt. And maybe he'll come on later and talk some trash because we did call out the Marines. Joe called out the Marines. I called out the Marines. None of them are responding. I don't know if they're scared or if they don't know how to turn on their computer, but they'll, they'll figure it out. We'll get it going. My soapbox, you know, we prepare it. Not really. I usually, like, you know, drink some beers and maybe write something down. I have to change the beginning a little bit. Got to go with the space launch today. SpaceX. If, if you weren't watching it, then you're pretty much a communist because we've been paying Russia $90 million a flight to get people up to the space station. And now we're doing it. We're doing it ourselves. And not to mention it was Elon Musk, a private sector, making a rocket that took off like in five seconds. And then also when the rocket came off, separated, it landed on a freaking drone ship. Like that's, it's insane. And my wife had a tear in her eye. I mean, it was America. That's, that's exactly what we're looking forward to. Going with one of Joe's first soapboxes. 
And, you know, he was kind of angry that everybody gets a trophy. And I was thinking, you know, you know he's kind of right. And then I was also thinking, you know, I've been raising my kids to make sure that they work hard and they try to win. There's nothing wrong with winning. All right. That's you should try to win. That being said, I got something right here. All right. You see that? All right. If you can read it, which you probably can't, but she was the district grand champion of the science fair. Pretty much means that my daughter is smarter than all of your daughters. If they have trophies that can compare with a district science fair championship, I'm, I'm willing to see it. Uh, I'm, I'll take it. I will look at it and then we can have a discussion. But just remember, winning is important. Keep winning trophies. Stop being average. Don't be average. Last part of my soapbox. I just want to talk about how crappy Illinois, the whole state is. It's the worst state in the country. All right. If you think about it as, as a body part, right? Illinois is like the butthole of the United States. And then Indiana and Missouri are like the butt cheeks. So everybody likes a good butt cheek. So, you know, Indiana and Missouri are okay. But every, everybody you meet from Indiana and Missouri, they're a little weird. You know, just a little off. And they're, they're really cool. They're, like, fun to hang out with. But, you know, you think about it, like, the butt cheek, it gets shit on it sometimes. So Illinois shits all over, all over everybody. And then you look at Wisconsin, and it's the strong upper back, the lower back. You know, it's, it's, it's the bread and butter. When Al Capone was in Chicago, when he was running the city, even he didn't stay there. He vacationed to Wisconsin. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem with Illinois. A bunch of problems. Besides, they burned all their whole city down. Chicago burned down. They're just, they're just stupid. It, it infuriates me. They lost $50 million from their education fund. Just gone. They tried to sell President Obama's Senate seat, and they have toll roads everywhere. So me growing up in Wisconsin, anytime I wanted to go somewhere, I had to drive through that crappy flat state. And not only did I have to drive through the, one of the flattest states in the country, I had to pay freaking tolls. Like, I had to pay you to drive through your crap state. The Bears suck. The Cubs suck. The Bulls were good with Jordan. Got it. Everybody watched that. But that's just about it. So if you can stay away from Illinois, do it. Illinois is freaking trash. It's terrible. It is literally the butthole of the United States. That's my soapbox. Did not, did, did not see that coming. I got cheers um, of that one real quick, Nick. Yeah, well, I... You know, coming from the great state of Michigan, um, it, it, it's hard to see anybody competing with Ohio for that title. But um, I digress. Um, my soapbox, I uh, had a had a call from a friend this week and it changed um, it, it changed my whole viewpoint on what I wanted to do tonight. So my soapbox is going to be a little deep, but uh, it, it's something that needs to be said because it's what we're about. and We need to uh, address it. So. Wednesday afternoon, <clears throat> I got a phone call from Brandon Williams, a very close brother of ours and a supporter of the page. said, uh, Joe, I got to talk to you. And uh, I knew immediately something was up because it's just not, not a common way he addresses me. And I knew I could tell in his voice something, something had happened. And uh, he proceeds to tell me a story uh, of one of his workers, 29-year veteran of the company, Marine vet, 
57 years old, six months away from his retirement, no warning signs, 25 years separation from the Marine Corps. Yet on the morning of May the 27th, 2020, after having breakfast with his two sons who were visiting from out of state, he kissed his wife, said, I will always love you, drove halfway to work, pulled over, and took his own life uh, via self-inflicted gunshot wound. Once again, there were no warning signs. Um, remembered by Brandon, our brother, um, and I quote, uh, amongst his peers and by chain of command as the safest, most by the book and dependable coworker you could ask for. This is why we do things like call out the Marines because this man's story will never, uh, it, it'll never reach all the states that we're in. But the fact of the matter is, is you're our brothers and your brothers are dying. And, and, if, and if that's heavy and, and that sticks with somebody, then so be it. Su suicide is not a, uh, it doesn't have a t-shirt. Otherwise it would be stopped. A lot of times it looks like somebody who can't make a mistake, can't, can do no wrong. And they've got a storm going on between their ears. And let me tell you, if that's something that's going on for anybody listening, you're going to come toe to toe with it eventually. And whether you do it with help or you do it on your own, it's going to happen. The reason I say that is the success rate for going it alone is not high and we're losing people. And I think that a lot of times, you know, you do that manhood question if you reach out for help. Well, in my book, you get points. You, you get more points for being a man and admitting, hey, guess what? I'm not invincible. We're not, we're not 18 years old anymore. We're grown men. And we all know that the, the, the precursor to any vet suicide is PTSD. And that's where I wanted to shift my soapbox towards the public awareness of it. When you have a veteran who is transitioning, into the workforce we're already stepping out of our comfort zone in a way that's almost frightening as grown men so when people come up and say hey if i say this it's not going to do this is it or if i if you hear this will it do that well you all of a sudden made it weird and we are, we didn't trust you to begin with so now we know you look at us differently and we don't speak up and we continue on working like everything's fine but we don't trust anybody so we're going to go it alone and that's what happens when you get alienated like that. Those of you in the civilian world just know that that's, uh, that, that's huge for us. When, when you bring up, um, you want to take a conversation to a dark place or somewhere heavier, what's going to happen if uh, we automatically know that you're looking at us differently. It, and it doesn't help when you feel like you're an animal that just escaped from the zoo every time you go to work. You, you know if you show tension or show stress or show anything else, you're going to get the crazy veteran tag. Because um, let's be honest, it's really hard to trust anybody like we trusted each other. That's just something I, I, want, I want to tell this man's story. And I, um, I assure you he is all too real, but out of respect for his family, I will not give his name posthumously. And uh, that's just something else I wanted to put out there. If, if anybody ever had a question about how to handle veterans in a, the civilian world, ha handle us just like you would if we weren't veterans and then judge us on our merit from there on in. Yeah, cheers. Uh, let me let me add on that real quick. Joe, that was great. You know, you guys, we, we came up with the saying that the beast is inside you, right? Let, let, let the beast out. Get the beast out so that your brothers who you trust, your sisters that you trust can kill it with you. Get the beast out. So, so we can all attack it together, right, Dave?
Yeah, like Nick said, you're not alone, okay? That's why we want this community to grow and grow and grow, all right? So we can provide an outlet. You're never alone. Reach out. I love what you said about being a tough guy and all that, Joe. That was spot on, you know? Um, so next up, maybe more cheery. Who knows? We never know with Buddy Beckwith, okay, our special forces guy. Um, he's going to give us his honesty cap for the week. Uh, so you probably need to hold on to your seats and uh, get ready for this one because I'm sure it's going to be uh, interesting. Over to you, Beck. Hey, guys. How's it going? So uh, earlier today, I was trying to count up uh, how many countries in the Middle East I've, uh, I've warred in, and uh, I kind of lost count. I've been to a lot. Nick, not so many. Um, like, I think it's his, what, one, two? That's cute. I remember my first beer too, man. Don't worry about it. Anyway, um, but on a serious note, I was thinking about how many how many places I'd gone and seen actual oppression and actual suffering, and uh, it struck me that I never thought in a million years that I might have to uh, come back to the home of the free and the the you know the land of the red, white, and blue and have to deal with. Uh, you know, policing my own citizens who can't wait two weeks to get facts in from a case and decide that they need to riot and pillage entire communities all throughout the country just because they feel like they've been oppressed by the system, but they don't want to give the system any time to actually work and justice to prevail anywhere. Um, I saw today that the uh, the 82nd Airborne has been alerted uh, and getting ready to move out to some of these uh, larger cities that, uh, that are having riots. And uh, I just want to first give a shout out to, uh, to those shock troopers out there that are standing by at Green Ramp, getting ready to go do God's work. Um, and I also want to give a warning to those people who think that they might want to do some harm to those paratroopers the police may have a little bit of pity on you but those paratroopers they ain't gonna have any mercy on your soul they may not shoot you but the ass end of an m4 hurts real bad against your mouth so you might not want to run it too much because an 18 year old with an m4 is way more lethal than a 25, 26, 40-year-old man with a Glock. That's all I got. Great. Great for the honesty, Cat Beck. Uh, I, I do appreciate how you said on a serious note after you, uh, you, know, you, you came at me verbally, I want to pretend to be somebody I'm not. I want to actually pretend I was offended by you because I, I really wasn't. It's not fair that you talk to me like that, buddy. It's Didn't not we fair. Uh, let your feelings get out there. It's okay. You don't have to swallow them down. Like, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I want to try to play the victim. Back in the day. It's all right. You're good. Calm down, Nick. You seem to be upset. Just I, 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 I want to play victim. I've never played victim. Right. Nick, Wisconsin's never going to beat Alabama, and you're never going to go to as many countries as I have. It's all right. It is. It is. It is. Thank you. I just wanted to try to play victim for once in my life. It didn't work out. That being said, I have the privilege. Swallow, Nick. It's a tough pill to swallow. It is. It is. You know, like, I, like you were the legend 
of trash talk. You were the master. I believe that I showed everybody the first time you were on that the, the student has become the master. So I appreciate all of the privilege you've given me. I appreciate you know what? You got me. You got me the first two shows, and I'll tell you why. I felt like the old man with new technology. Like I was all analog with some like Chinese abacus, like trying to add shit up, and you just kept running off at the face. And then now I realize I know where the I know where the buttons are to shut you up or to continue. Like I can even not hear you if I don't want to. It's awesome. I wish that I had one of these in Iraq in the chow hall almost every day. I could have just beep muted, continue with my life. Yeah, I love it. I love it that you were able to play victim there, right there, way better than I can. You made so many excuses right there that it's just beautiful. Now, let's get on with the show. Let's get on with Dan. One of the reasons I'm a little flustered and I had to kind of change my the way I would come back at a guy like Beckwith is the fact that I, I went over something about Illinois. And Illinois triggers me, triggers the absolute shit out of me. Well, the guy I'm about to introduce is from Illinois. I believe he was like a JV golfer at some time. I think he was like a, there wasn't, there isn't really an all conference for it, but I think that's, that's what it is or something like that. And then he was a, he was a captain. So Dan, when I bring you on, I have a couple questions I want to ask you before you talk about your business. I, I, I just want you to answer this question as honestly as possible. I shouldn't have to say that about you, but you are a paratrooper, so you should be able to answer it, you know, somewhat honestly. Is it true that you attacked a woman in the middle of the night? Define woman, define attack. Well, a woman, I know it's 2020, but doesn't have a penis, right? And then you speared her in the middle of the night. She was up four. For those of you who don't know, in, in field exercises, she's enemy force, uh, opposition. And we were doing a base defense exercise at the CTCP, which is where us loggies hang out. And then our uh, battalion uh, CP decided to set up shop in there as well. Why? Because we had the food, the ammo, the maintenance, and that's closest to all that shit. So that's why. Um, our S2, who's a female captain, uh, decided to go away, shift from being on our side to joining the op four and try to break through our perimeter of our base defense where my FSC guys were manned a guard and unloaded 50 cal on her and her, um, her guys. Well, that obviously didn't kill them. And so they came through. So what I did was I used escalation of force, subdued uh, our enemy and zip tied and was ready to take her in okay yeah awesome thanks for answering that so we have confirmed that he attacks women at nighttime sounded yeah. like an extremely long definition of tackling a woman i'm just saying yeah i mean i i don't i've never found a justification to do it but you know he's a stronger man than me as, as long as as long as females can uh, wear a ranger tab i think we can treat them equally on the battlefield we can we can but she didn't have one that, that being said, that's nice. Is that you're drinking wine? That's good. I like it. A lot of whining going on in Chicago. I, I, now, the last question I have for you is, is nobody really pays attention to the real problems in society 
i.e. like Chicago, the butthole that it is. Do you want to take ownership for all the killings on Memorial Day weekend? Negative. I don't. Got nothing to say about that. I just just wanted to see if you wanted to own that and try to fix your community. I I, I mean, I would try. We'll, we'll just get past that. But it, without further ado, Dan's actually a really, really good guy. Phenomenal golfer. Uh, played golf at University of Illinois, which is gross, but it's a powerhouse golf. Uh, I did beat him once in nine holes out of the 650 we played. There was nine that I topped him. I will, I will take that to the grave. But he is a very smart money guy. He's actually competition with our CFO, but he went to like a, a, a bigger, a bigger and better company. But don't worry, the way Matt works, he'll be he'll be killing you in no time. But go ahead and uh, you're going to talk about some your business and what you do and how veterans can benefit by talking to you. So go ahead, Dan. The floor is yours. Yeah, thanks, Nick. I'm glad you mentioned the wine because I did choose this drink of choice tonight for a reason. First off, uh, that's saw your you know old man's little. Uh, video this morning promoting tonight about whining and drinking wine so i thought i'd you know share in that and the second thing is the wine's actually 19 crimes and that's one for each sec infraction that old man cottrell does on a on a daily basis with his investments which is why i refuse to onboard him as a client uh secondly i'm wearing operation warrior wishes golf polo uh, it's an organization that was actually started here in Chicago, um, and it was uh, featured on SportsCenter a couple years ago. Uh, what they do is they sponsor veterans to attend sporting events. So Super Bowl, uh, UFC fights, football games, basketball games, you name it, they do it. And uh, Nick actually went to the Rose Bowl because I kind of nominated uh, him and Becky to go. And then my buddies over here at Operation Warrior Wishes found him two tickets and let them talk trash to all those uh, those ducks who ended up beating them because Wisconsin can't hold a lead. Anyway, so good times. Hope you had fun. But, uh, yeah, so check them out if you or buddies, um, once sports comes back and all that good stuff, um, link up with me or, or Cottrell, and, you know, we can get some really, really solid bets to some, to some big games. They go to every single NFL stadium every year, uh, every MLB stadium, um, and every NBA and NHL arena as well. So uh, that being said, what I do is I, you know, transitioned out in 2018, you know, after company command, I got to, you know, work with Nick for about, you know, two and a half years, a lot of fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so I started a financial advising practice here in Chicago, um, involved in a couple organizations that help, help veterans, um, veteran business owners, specifically with Bunker Labs, um, helping do, organizing the, the back back office type finances, key employers, setting up employer benefits um, for those employees you do have, whether it be 401ks, SEP IRAs, you name it, uh, we can we can help out uh, help out with that building um, your business plan as well as any secession planning when you want to pass on that business to partners, to your kids, whatever it may be. We, we, we help out with all that good stuff. And then the other organization I'm a part of is called Roll Call Chicago, and it's uh, sponsored by the USO Pathfinders program. And what we do is we just help transitioning veterans coming out of active duty or from they're using the, their GI Bill to get their degree, whatever it is, helps them one land jobs um, in the civilian workforce, and two from an education standpoint uh, for resume building, interviews, stuff like that. Where I come in is 
provide the financial literacy and education for that. Um, there's a lot of things that happen when you transition from active duty to the civilian side. It's way different apples and oranges from basic employer benefits, right? What do you do with your SGLI? Do you want to convert it to veterans group life insurance and pay a shit ton? Do you, if you're retiring, do you enroll in the, the survivor benefit program, the SBP? What are all of those decisions you should make that going through two weeks of SFL tap is, you know, pretty weak and quite bullshit. So uh, what I do is help put a plan together for you. Take a look at that, at your picture, what you've done for the last X number of years, what's important to you and your family, and moving forward from your time on active duty to the civilian sector, what makes sense from a financial planning perspective. As you guys mentioned all the time, I've watched every show. Um, there's a lot of stressors uh, that, you know, that affect and impact uh, veterans as, after they transition. So what I don't want to do is I don't want your financial situation and money to be a part of that. So I can come in, take that out of your rucksack, put it in mine, and, and be that, you know, be that for you. So the first couple of, um, of meetings I'll do, I don't, don't charge any, any bit for the work I do or putting a plan together to provide that education and resource um, to, to those guys. So whether you're still on active duty, you're in the transitioning process, or you're a veteran, you've been out for a day or for 10 years, 20 years, doesn't matter. I'm more than happy to meet with you, take a look and uh, help out in any way. Hey, Dan, thanks. That, that was awesome. For the people earlier in the story, Op 4 is opposition force and CTCP is the combat trains to where all the supplies come out of and that, that post was where he was working. So for the civilians watching, Op 4 is Opposition Force. That's who plays the pretend bad guys. I'm glad you brought up SFL TAP. As a first sergeant, you know, I have to send all my soldiers there that are getting out. And I asked them about that. And I was like, hey, what's that all about? What is that? What, what are you getting out of that? And because it's like two weeks long, I'm like it should be good. But the Army always does things big. And... You mentioned something with the SGLI. What would you recommend they do with that specifically? Absolutely, great, great question. And from a transitioning perspective, um, whether you whether you're a private getting chaptered, uh, senior NCO retiring, or warrant officer, lieutenant colonel, corporal, doesn't matter. You go through these same these same uh, program and I've met with individuals across the board and they all you know say from a financial planning perspective it's crap they don't explain what they what needs to be done so for the SGLI um, that's a case-by-case -case basis which is why it's important to sit down with a professional to have that conversation because it may make sense for one e7 who's retiring or getting med boarded to hold on to that benefit because medically they may be uninsurable on the civilian side. Whereas you might have like a staff sergeant who did six and is getting out and is a, is a stud going to go, go to med school and all that stuff. He doesn't need to take, take that on when he's got all these other opportunities. So it's a case by case basis for the, from a, the SGLI, they like the life insurance uh, standpoint. Um, but they also never talk about or touch on what to do with your TSP right? Or the transition between the legacy high three retirement system, which old man, that's what you got, right? 
all the new guys coming on board don't even have that option. They've got this blended retirement. So their pension is lower. However, they get a match with anything they contribute to the TSP, which is the Army's, the government's 401k plan, right? And you've got two types of options contributing it traditional, where you save from a tax, from income tax perspective today, or you can go Roth, pay the taxes today, get it free in retirement. Um, but you transition out, what do you do with, with those dollars, right? They've sat there, they can grow, you're 40, right? You can't touch those dollars without taxation and penalty until you're 59 and a half. So for 19 and a half years, are you going to let it sit there and let the government control it? Or do you want to control it yourself, roll it over into an individual retirement account where you can actively contribute, manage the asset allocation and all that good stuff? Um, so where I come in is help walk you through that. What makes sense to invest your dollars in? So the TSP has a very limited amount of funds you can even invest in to begin with. Whereas if you go to Vanguard or Chuck Schwab, anybody, and start a Roth IRA, there's like fucking 200, 300 different mutual funds you can invest in, individual stocks, bonds, all that good stuff. Old man's got all his money in Bitcoins and Monopoly money. Um, but you can use, you know, like what's the, the best way to invest your dollars? And it's not just where you do it, like the allocation, the why and what percentage into multiple buckets so you can diversify so you have options in retirement later in life, whether, whatever that may be. For people watching now, money doesn't make you happy, but if you're already a happy person and you get more money, well then you probably it's probably gonna make you a little bit more happier. And Dan will give his information to our producer Suds. So if anybody has any questions, Hit us up with messages on Facebook or when our website gets up. We'll give you his information. He'll give you the financial uh, information that you need and help out all the veterans that he can. Just for Dan's essay, Ethereum is up 14% today. And so I killed today. And that's, you know, we don't have to talk about that, but. Yeah, enjoy the taxation on that. I mean, it's all unofficial. Anyways, what. <laughs> One of the 19 SEC violations that old man does on a daily basis. Before I pass, I'm going to pass it over to Joe here to introduce Chuck. Before I do that, I'll get the last word because I am the talent. And I did beat Dan at golf. He is a flatlander, but he is smart with money. So give, give him a call. And the Bears' best move ever was trading for Jay Cutler. That was the, he was the best Packer quarterback for all of us. So go ahead, Joe. It's on you. Go Cubs. He actually was a pretty good Detroit Lions quarterback, believe that or not. Um, but uh, thank you so much. I have the pleasure of introducing Chuck now. I appreciate you being patient through all that, Chuck. Um, Chuck is a retired senior master sergeant in the Air Force. He's on the um, pro flyboy cycle team. That's what we in the Army call it. But it, he's actually on a profession, the Air Force professional cycling team. He does uh tremendous amount for veterans and um, runs a very, very unique school. It's actually on Fort Bliss called the, uh, basically the premier truck group. Chuck, I want to say thanks for being, being patient and um, thanks for coming on the show and uh, let us know more about what you do. Hello everybody. And uh, thank you for having me on. It's nice to have air force on. So any, any pop-up books that you guys would need, uh, 
I have a lot for the army, so I can also divvy it out to some of my Navy guys too. So no offense, boats. <laughs> Just to give you a little background, boats, my uh, my great uncle was one of the first Navy Master Chiefs in the United States Navy. He was the original 58. Master Master Chief Electronics mate, uh, Henry Roberson. USS Ray, SS 270. Cheers. Cheers to that. So, Cheers. Good guy. What, uh, what we have out uh, at Fort Bliss is uh, relatively unique because we were talking about the Soldier for Life program and such. Uh, a lot of folks don't realize is that the Soldier for Life program at Fort Bliss is the number one SFL TAP program in the United States Army. Uh, it's also the largest program in the United States Army. And with that being said, the, the uh, TSM or the uh, Transition Service Manager, Doug Piltz, and uh, was looking at something to give soldiers as as they transition from the army, something uh, in the field of employment. That's one of the biggest uh, hurdles soldiers or sailors, airmen, marine, coast guard, all of them have when they transition from the our respective services is the uh, employment factor. So he got with our school. I actually worked for Universal Technical Institute, which we have a UTI school in Chicago, actually. We have 14 of them located throughout the United States. Oh, and by the way, Dan, just to let you know, I'm a proud Saluki. I'm a Southern Illinois University graduate. Don't worry, Nick, Nick is probably going to come over and firebomb my school because I'm about to say, you know why a University of Wisconsin guy puts his diploma on the dashboard of his car, right? So it allows him to park in a handicapped parking spot. So I'll feel for that. But let's talk about the school for a while. Universal Technical Institute partnered up with the Penske Premier Truck Group uh, about two years ago to introduce this program out at Fort Bliss. It's a diesel training program for active duty military members as they're exiting from the United States Army, Navy, Marine Corps. It's open to anyone in the world. Uh, there's qualifications for them when they, grad, uh, when they come to the program, but once they're into the program, they, are go, they go through a 12-week diesel program from Freightliner. We call it the Finish First program. Upon graduation from the program, they're offered a job anywhere in the United States. We have 27 locations throughout the U.S. and Canada that they can actually have a job upon exiting from the, uh, their respective service. This is going to cost the military member uh, food only. Uh, we're going to pick up his lodging, and we're also going to pick up his tuition. So what does that mean? No GI Bill is involved. No tuition assistance is involved and no financial aid is involved. It's completely at no cost to the respective uh, service member. But once they graduate from the program, they're offered an op employment opportunity with uh, the Penske organization, like I said, throughout the United States. They just have to fill out a dream sheet and tell the, uh, the uh, HR department where do they wanna work and we'll place them there. And so what does that do? That means that when that respective member goes to the program, that's one less, uh, we call it ass pain, that they have to go through to know that they've got a job when they transition from the US military. Um, as a financial planner, uh, Dan, you know that finances, as you alluded to, is one of the biggest anxiety factors that military members have upon exiting. The other one is, do I have a job and can I take care of my family? And so this program has lessened that opportunity to lessen that anxiety. And we know that soldiers who've seen combat, soldiers who've experienced combat and such, they have a lot of anxiety anyway. They just don't need any more laid on top of them. And that's what this program is. 
We work in concert with Soldier for Life, the Transition Assistance Program, and the Bridge Program through the uh, Navy Marine Corps to allow these members to take this program. And, um, and I just retired a couple of years ago, but I wish I had it when I graduated from uh, the, and I call it graduated from the Air Force, because we never had a program like this. We, we had TAP, but none of these programs that are offered to military members now. Um, and there should be no complaints. But in this particular program in itself, it allows them that opportunity. If they don't qualify for the program, then that's where my school comes in from Universal Technical Institute. We can actually place them into programs throughout the United States, auto, diesel, marine, motorcycle, collision repair, CNC, and our school actually trains NASCAR technicians. We are the only school in the United States that actually can wear a NASCAR logo. So we, because we train to NASCAR. I have five soldiers from Fort Bliss right now on NASCAR teams and they work on pit teams. Um, one of them actually is making six figures on a pit team. He works with the Hendrix race team. And when I talked to Zach uh, a couple of weeks ago, I, he called me from Daytona and I was asking him, uh, I'll take 2% of your salary. Little shit sent me a carton of 2% milk. Uh, so uh, I hate him. So anyway, but the, uh, the most important thing is, is this guy came out of our army as a specialist, uh, just a 91 Bravo, and now he works for NASCAR. I mean, how cool is that? And now, once we institute this school out here, these guys are going to come out of this with jobs. Uh, standard salary, about 22 to $24, actually uh, 22 to $24 an hour. Start. When they go through this program, they'll go through a mentorship program that's going to mentor them up to master level technician. And then on top of that, they're given $400 extra in their, in their uh, uh, program to buy tools from Snap-on up to $10,000. So they can actually have $10,000 worth of tools from Snap-on. So there's a lot of advantages to this. And that, in a sense, is uh, in a nutshell my school that we've instituted out here. I totally agree with the way that you view it, but from a combat veterans uh, standpoint, and I feel com mm -hmm. comfortable that um, Nick and Dave probably feel somewhat similar to this. Um, it, it, to validate a combat soldier in a different capacity in life and say, hey, listen, I know that, you know, that part, that part of your career is over with, but you actually are valid and you're worthy and, and to give them a shot. I mean, it's, it, it's not overstepping to say that that school saves lives because it uh, idle time is the devil's hands. And every, you know, you, you give a veteran a challenge, he's going to, he's going to take it on. And, and sometimes some of these guys, all they need is a chance and, and the chance to um, make uh, life changing money for a kid from the middle of nowhere to uh, have money to raise a family and get married on. For some people, that's the difference between being here and not being here. So uh, mm -hmm. I say God bless you, and I think mm -hmm. that's it, what you guys are doing is absolutely incredible. Cheers, Chuck. Uh, thank, thank you for being thank you for being on, brother. Here's Cheers. Yeah, thank you. With, uh, uh, I'm going to have to cut it short just a little bit. And and Joe, I know we talked about it a little bit, and I'm just going to allude to it just a bit because we're in the uh, very infancy stage. As Joe's mentioning, us, I am on the United States Air Force cycling team, and this year uh, we normally ride across the state of Iowa. So last year we did 512 miles. Uh, this year we're not having it because of the COVID. So Joe and I are having a conversation. What I'm trying to do right now is get in concert with the rest of my team from New Mexico and Arizona, and then add on some uh, family members and such vet, uh, veterans to raise money for suicide awareness. 
So what I'm trying to do at the very tail end of this year in November, we have the Tour de Tucson, which El Tour. Uh, Boats probably knows about it. He hears it about it all the time. Uh, this will be my fifth year riding the century. So I'm going to be riding 100 miles. And then the money that I'm uh, going to collect will be for the, uh, the program itself, for suicide prevention of our veterans. So what we're trying to get the team to do is also do individual sort of GoFundMes. And so we'll take all that money together and then donate it to a to to this because it's a very worthwhile program. We fight battles all the time. And we, as military members, We've engaged in combat. We've, I mean, constantly and such. And you're, you're right. We're not alone. The only issue is that when we come out, we're fighting a bigger battle that just is insidious, and it sneaks up on on you. And quite frankly, we're just not trained for that. We're trained to see it in front of us. We're just not trained to see it behind us. If I can do something that's going to contribute to that cause, then I'm going to do it, because uh, this the suicide prevention program is very near to dear to my heart. Because I have some. Uh, well, I'm, I'm not going to go any further, but yeah, going on. But anyway, I'm going to have to get out of here. Uh, guys, thank you very much. I'm going to send some information out to uh, Suds. Uh, and I'll, I take it you do this every week? We do. We Absolutely. do every Saturday. Thanks so much, Chuck. Come watch us. Okay. I want to say something about Chuck real quick. Uh, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing, uh, but we have to clear something up for the civilians. Like when we call Chuck and Dan a pogue, you know, it's, it's not an insult. It's just a personnel other than grunt. Uh, and it means they're probably smart. <laughs> it has nothing to do with the fact that, you know, they're not trigger pullers like the, you know, the, the meat eaters and knuckle draggers. And actually, Beckwith now is also a pogue and supports the infantry as a special forces guy. But that's okay. Uh, you know, you're, you're usually a shaping operation for a much bigger force. And we love you. We appreciate you. On you, Dave. I got to say cheers again, Chuck, you know, for all the things that you're doing. Um, so Bozo Sean is a good friend of mine. All right. Um, he's retired Navy, so we're not going to hold that against him. He does a yeah. lot. <laughs> right, Nick? <laughs> I knew you had some things to say to him. But he's, he's involved with the local VFWs, and um, he actually does videos and movies specifically geared towards PTSD. Um, we've shared some videos on our page. If you haven't seen him yet, definitely go check out YouTube, Bozo Shana. And check out some of those videos because definitely soldiers are coming back from deployments, you know, brothers and sisters, warriors, whoever they are, and they have those battle scars. You know, they look great on the outside. They, you think everything's good, but they're dealing with those demons inside when they're by themselves, you know, and, and, and I mean, it's rough. It's rough. So boats really shed some light on some of these warriors. I'm just going to hand it over to you, Boats, uh, let you kind of talk about what you do. Yeah, we appreciate it, brother. Thanks, brother. Seven years ago. I started a uh, going to Scott, going to college. Truthfully, didn't know exactly what I wanted to do until uh, I started taking photos of my now 16-year-old daughters, and that's exactly what I wanted to to do. And then all of a sudden, going to school, and I had an opportunity to uh, put in for a an internship at a local studio. And I had to have a project for the good. Well, at the time I was photographing uh, the historical buildings in downtown Phoenix. When I put in for it, I talked to the, uh, with the owner of the, of the company or of the, of the building and studio. And it was like, dude, you're the, you're the guy we need, but are you going to use this 
opportunity because of the distance you have to travel from the house to the uh, studio. Cause I was living 30 miles from the dang studio, but what he didn't understand or see it at that time was that I worked two blocks from the, uh, from the studio. So he was kind of concerned, but I eventually got it during right after the interview. And he says, Hey, thank congratulations. You uh, got the internship. Come to find out he was a four-year veteran of the army. We started talking. And I was like, dude, I'm working, doing some stuff with the VFW, my, my post up here in uh, Glendale, doing stuff with the VFW riders, always working with them and trying to do stuff. And he goes, uh, well, why don't you photograph wounded warriors? At the time, I was like, I don't want to sound trite, but why should I, why, why photograph the wounded warriors when they're always in the news always here always in magazines so on and so forth they have the light on them it came to my mind because i have vietnam veteran uncles and family member other family members and such and i was like shoot nobody knows what ptsd looked like when it came to my actual projects i'm like Wayne, I'm going to photograph veterans with PTSD because a lot of the veterans look like you and me and we're out doing whatever. And uh, Wayne goes, dude, that's a freaking phenomenal idea. And uh, we started, I started doing all this on my own. Uh, didn't know anything about studio photography. Didn't know anything about uh, putting uh, this project together. I had to do all this stuff online. I was looking up, uh, Googling everything and anything about PTSD, about studio work, about how to get this project going. I've been working on it now for six years. No money whatsoever. I, I, don't, I don't have any money coming to me. The veterans that uh, have participated, they don't pay for anything. As a matter of fact, we've I've had one of our, uh, mine and Dave's former colleagues, uh, Ace, participate in the project. <clears throat> and as a matter of fact, he canceled on me like four times. I don't pressure anybody. It's like, hey, all right, didn't show up. That's fine by me. Uh, I'll give him a call a couple of days later and say, guy, you want to reschedule what's going on? What happened? And they're like, stuff happens. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Just give it, just let me know if you want to sit down again. During the, during our sessions at the time, we would do it, uh, face to face, just me and the veteran in, in the studio and, I would lock down the rest of the studio so nobody else can come in because I didn't want anybody to walk in in a situation where the veteran was having a, uh, you know, if they were having an emotional moment, I didn't want one of the other vendors or any of the other people to come in and interrupt us. So well, everything is on on a one-on-one -on -one basis. Hey, Boats, we're, we're running on... We're running a little bit out of time. Uh, Dave, when he closes out, we'll remind everybody again, he does great stuff. I watched one of his videos. Watch his videos. 
see what he does to put a different perspective on PTSD so that people can understand it. Uh, like I said, I watched one and it's absolutely phenomenal. Before I turn it over to uh, the face of our organization, the, the beautiful face of David Trenton, I am going to, we're going to talk a little shop for UFC tonight. UFC's got a fight card on tonight. God bless Dana White and his American spirit and giving us something to watch. Now, he's, it's a free fight, so the card isn't that good. But seeing as I'm up about $2,500 on Joe the last uh, two years betting on this, even though he's like, he thinks he's a UFC fighter, but I obviously, I, I threw his shoulder out. I'm a better fighter than him. I know more about the fights than he does. I'm going to pick the lightweight fight with Brock Weaver versus Roosevelt Roberts. Now, I'm a huge Roosevelt Roberts fan. Oh, you know? The, he, he's, he's just an he, absolute... He, he's a minus 340 favorite, so, I mean, shocker. Just just crazy. But, you know, I'm not going to take him. I'm not going to take him because I saw something in the weigh-in. I saw something in the weigh-in where they started talking trash, right? And Brock showed up with, like, uh, the Native American war paint on, and he was kind of like Clubber Lang. When mm -hmm. they asked Clubber, what's your prediction for the fight? Clubber was like, pain, right? So when they asked Brock, what, what does he have to do to win tonight? He goes, pressure. I'm going to put so much pressure on him, he won't be able to breathe. So I'm going to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to throw 500 on Brock. You can take it, but it's up to 3K then, and I might collect. 500 yeah, on Brock, not the odds. You have all the odds. On yeah, no, that's, that, that, that's easy money. Hey. Okay. For, hey, for everybody out there, Trash Talk Nation, don't let them skate out on this. This is Brock. This is the lightweight lightweight fight on the main card. Brock Weaver. Um, when he gets canceled by this guy, make sure you let Nick know about it. Hey, uh, great show and boats, man. We we're always limited on time here. I know you had a lot more to say. Um, so for all you viewers and listeners, you know, go ahead and check them out on YouTube. Um, the message behind his videos is just tremendous. All right. Um, and, you know, I think Joe mentioned it during his soapbox, too, you know, trying to be a man, especially coming from combat arms. You know, we, we, we do our PHAs and returning from Iraq and, you know, hey, we're good. No worries. We don't have nightmares. You know, we've seen dead bodies. Um, as you progress in your career, you know, I know from Nick, especially myself, who are still serving, Nick might claim he's all right. You know, he's always good. He's 100 percent go. But, um, you know, you, you start you start seeing some things that come up, you know, so just reach out. You know, you're never alone. Reach out to your brothers. Reach out to your sisters. Again, thanks for everybody for coming on. It was a tremendous show. Appreciate all the listeners and all the viewers. Um, we thank you for your support. Our Facebook page is growing tremendously. Um, we're close to 2,500. That challenge is still out there that Britson sent, um, that Joe sent. So, you know, we'll get you squared away with a shirt. Um, help us out with that. Help us subscribe on our YouTube channel. Share the crap out of it. Share it with family and friends. Like Nick said, civilians as well, so they can get an understanding of what you know we go through and what we face on a daily. If you have your business, hey, just shoot us a message. We're going to support it. We're going to promote it for free. We'll throw it on the page, and we'll be good to go. Follow us on Instagram as well. Uh, the merch, I guess that's the right term to use nowadays, will be available in about a week or two. So definitely hit us up on our, on our webpage, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be shooting out the link for that as well. Um, and again, just know that some of those donations are uh, specifically towards veteran suicide. So again, everybody, thanks for coming on. We had a great show. Appreciate all the support and tune in next week.